welcome to another episode of Geisler's Guidelines, the blog-turned-podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Geisler, and today we have another special episode in store for you. It is a roast and toast, but also have a wonderful special guest, my most frequent <laughs> reoccurring guest star, uh, because, well, this time it was because she lost a bet, uh, but <laughs> Paige Geisler is back on the podcast. Thank you for being here, Paige. I love being the most frequent guest. Yes, <laughs> most frequent guest. Is this three uh, or four? This is three. your fourth. Four. But it'll be the third aired episode because the season one finale is a lost episode. Now. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We can't, yeah. Yeah, can't oh, hear that. So Not yet. It was though. so good. It was such a good episode, but... Maybe in five years. Yeah, maybe in like five years when no one knows who I am and everyone has forgotten me from my past job, so... Yeah, I know everyone's like, what? what's it about? What's it about? We roasted all of them. Yeah, we roasted <laughs> so good that <sighs> if anyone heard it, they would be burned alive instantly. So... <laughs> Uh, but we we're have, not gonna post that. We're not gonna post that, unfortunately. But uh, we do have another great roast Sasha had because we watched the 2007 heist movie. I guess you could call it a heist movie. I guess you could call it a movie. I guess you could call it a movie. Uh, we watched the movie Mad Money. Um, but before we get too far into details, it's time for another segment of Bowl of Scenarios. So, Paige, would you please pick a scenario? And read it. Uh, yes, please. A friend of yours won't commit to hanging out. Do you persist or give up? Oh, good question. Okay. Um, so this is something we've actually both kind of dealt with before. That's true. I guess it depends on the person, but now I'm kind of getting to the point in my life. Uh, at the old age of 24. <laughs> um, but I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, oh, if they're not interested, like, okay. Like, I just won't keep reaching out. And on the reverse, if I'm not interested in hanging out with someone, I'm not going to put myself in that situation either. Although, sometimes I do do that. <laughs> but if someone's like, hey, let's hang out. And I'm like, honestly, like, it's time for this friendship to just break up. Like, I'm not interested. Then I'm just yeah. like, oh, right now I'm just, like, in a really busy season, which isn't a lie. Or if someone's not replying to me, I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm yeah. now I'm learning to just be like, all right, I have other things I can use my time for. Yeah, Thoughts? same. Same? Yeah, so I would say because um, there is someone I know who uh, con- on a consistent basis will say like, oh, we should do something and then never acts upon it. And I refuse to be the person to try and set something up based off mm-hmm. of past experience with this person. So I believe that we will if, win. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I believe that if the person really wants to do something, they will pursue you, versus it just being you only pursuing them. Um, and I would just say, if you want to, and if you feel like it's for the right reasons, and if you feel like you do believe in the friendship go for it but if it's one really one-sided and if the other person is just throwing out empty phrases then Mm -hmm. don't go for it because that's an empty relationship and that's a vacuum for your uh time money and commitment (laughs) so that's true but at the same time like there are some seasons and friendships where it's like i need a lot more from that friend than i'm able to give them and vice versa and like that's what friendships are for but like i think that's from like really good friends where yeah. you don't have to hang out like every single day like 
that's different, you know. I would. I guess I would say this situation is about like a consistent basis. Where oh yeah. It's a continual occurrence. Yeah. Uh, versus just a couple one-time instances. Yeah, it I makes me feel it. like yeah. uncared for. So I'm just like, okay. Goodbye. Yeah. Kaboom. Kaboom. Uh, <laughs> so another segment of all scenarios over. So. We watched this movie. I actually watched it probably about a year ago. Just for fun. Just for fun. Not much fun ensued. Right, I would agree. And the whole point, uh, again, of a roast and toast, because if you haven't listened to my first roast and toast with Rebecca Boyney, I would highly suggest you go and listen. Highly suggest you go and listen to any other episodes you may have missed. Uh, But the point, to me, of a roast and toast is... It's a movie where the merit is arguable. It could go either way. This being movie a good probably movie or a bad yeah, one. being good or bad. But this movie probably pushed the envelope a little I bit because it, it wasn't. <laughs> there's not much merit to no. the good. Um, I, I I didn't think it was that great. It wasn't really that great of a movie. No. Um, but just a little bit of information for you guys before we get into the roast and toast. So this movie stars Queen Latifah as Nina Brewster. Uh, Diane Keaton as Bridget Cardigan, uh, which I have to say is one of the whitest names I've ever I would ever go ahead heard. and start her roast right here because I didn't <laughs> know her name was Bridget Cardigan. And at one point, someone yells, hey, Cardigan. And I thought that they were making fun of her because she's wearing a cardigan. Oh, yeah. I know that, I know that scene you're That's talking hilarious. about. That's hilarious. That was her okay, boss. Okay, keep yes. going. Um, there, uh, Katie Holmes as Jackie Truman. Ted Danson as Don Cardigan, uh, Bridget Cardigan's husband. Adam Rothenberg as Bob Truman, uh, Jackie Truman's husband. And Stephen Root as Mr. Glover, who runs the, the bank that everyone works at. Uh, so this movie got a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. How? Don't know. 0.8 would be more accurate. Yeah, 0.8. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, Point eight. <laughs> I guess it's because it was like it was a famous cast. Yeah, a lot of famous part. people. So that's probably pushing. You know, like a movie with a lot of famous people is going to get probably better reviews than a movie that's with true. No famous people. Um, but it did get twenty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That sounds a little bit more accurate. So yeah, Rotten Tomatoes knew it was going down. It had a budget of twelve million dollars, but it got twenty six point four million dollars at the box office. That surprises me. Yeah, same. I can't believe they got that much return on investment. Um, and this movie is actually based on a British movie uh, called Hot Money that was made in two thousand one, uh, and that movie was about uh, pretty much same plot. Someone was stealing old money before it was about to be destroyed. Um, and that's kind of the plot of this movie, but we're going to get more into that as the roast begins. So, Paige, would you like to start us off? What was the first thing that stuck out to you? Um, well, the movie just goes ahead and jumps in with like some action-ish type scene where it looks like, okay, I, I can already foresee that this is how the movie finishes, but they start with that. So I was confused right from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the first thing I wrote down. Yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you wrote down, I'm confused. Well, no. <laughs> That's okay. I should have, but I was very confused at the beginning. I'm like, huh? Yeah, because I don't like it when movies do the thing where, like, they're showing a couple minutes of plot that is going to yeah, be I don't revealed like later on in the movie. I, I don't. I think that's stupid. Um, There's, like, a random dog barking that was silenced with a steak, and I'm just like, what? 
Not steak is in the old timey weapon. Steak is in meat. Um, yeah, he's just like given some food. I'm like, well, literally, what's happening? Yeah. yeah, that's what I. That was the first thing I read. So we, the first like scene is like Diane Keaton and her husband Ted Danson are in their home, and he's treading money into a toilet. Yeah. To me, that is the most ineffective way yeah, to get really rid of stupid. money to sh- shred money into a toilet, like. Uh, they have a really nice home. They probably have a fireplace somewhere. That's they could have shredded the money and then burned it. Um, because we also get a view of Queen Latifah burning money. That was smart. And then Katie Holmes, uh, which we find out later in the movie, blew up her home, which had all the money in it. Granted, it was um, like an RV. <laughs> granted, yeah, it was a mobile home. It wasn't anything spectacular. But honestly, just shredding money into a toilet sounds like a terrible method to get rid of money. Or to get, yeah, to get rid of money. Because then it shows him, like, really just, he's putting in this lackluster performance of, like, plunging the toilet, like, twice. And then shredding more and flushing. Yeah, and we're just like, huh? I'm just like, the money's gonna clog the toilet. Because even if you shred money, it's still, if you, even if you shred anything, it still takes up space. Especially in toilet pipes because pipes are so confined i would not want to mess with that juju no at all toilets are a precious place people you do not want to mess those things up not the brown yeah not the don't brown needs somewhere to go um <laughs> not on the shower but um so oh real ones get it uh so the next thing that we see kind of after that is katie holmes and her husband are fleeing their trailer which is going to explode later He's carrying a house plant out of, of the trailer. Like things. they've they've packed up a bunch of stuff to escape <laughs> with. And of all things, he brings a house plant. I can only assume this is pot. We don't get a close-up of the plant, but I'm sure it's a pot plant. This is marijuana. Other I can't think of any other good reason why he would take some random house plant to safety. You know, this is and he has the this guy has the aura of someone who's you know a regular user because he's really dumb and slow and he doesn't get anything and i'll make note now every character is so like a representative of like a stereotype Uh, yeah they're all tropes it was so stupid i'm like yeah and because he and it's funny you say that because he plays the katie holmes's husband in this movie plays a really dumb guy and i was looking at amazon reviews and someone wrote all the characters are great Typically, there's always a dumb person, but this movie had no dumb people. You're like, yeah, you. Yeah, honestly, that reviewer was the dumb person to not notice that. Because Katie Holmes also kind of plays a dumb person, too. They're Mm -hmm. both space cadets. Um, And then, so after that, we have Diane Keaton running away, and she tosses a steak to a dog, like you mentioned. Yeah, I don't know what. And she's running away, and it's nighttime. She's running away in all white. And I feel like if you were really running away, you would do it in maybe a... Tennis shoes? First, yeah, first <laughs> of all, tennis shoes, because she's wearing heels. But I also feel like you would wear all dark colors um, instead of all white, because white is exceptionally visible. Um, uh, my turn. Yes. I feel like you've been reading. And not that we need to get into, like, oh my gosh, Jordan has, like, so many notes. And I'm I have like, three pages, I don't want to, like, explain the entire movie, though, but more just, like, roast it. But um, then she does, like, the office thing where she looks into the camera and starts talking. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And we... Oh, 
Is this a memoir? Like Yeah. The explanation of why they're doing that is revealed at the end of the movie. And I have a huge roast about that because the more I thought of it, the more it didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but w- speaking of when we go Are to Are we going to go through all your bullet points? I'm going to try and go through most of them. I won't go through all of them. I was going to say. Because um, uh, that would take a while. That would take like five hours. Yeah. But um, so we cut to her talking with this office style view of a talking head where she's looking directly into the camera and speaking she says breaks the fourth wall i just yeah, don't like that tip i'm not crazy about yeah. it uh outside of the office uh, the outside of the office because yeah. office was good uh she says i have this th-, and this is about the way theory. she says it she's like i have this theory that crime is contagious and people can catch it from each other we're all capable of anything you may not want to believe it's true but we all are I'm sorry, but first, okay. This I think she's a terrible actress. I don't think she. Well, she has an Oscar, which was a shock to I'm you because I told yeah. you. That. But um, Martha Stewart I, got yeah, an Oscar. Matt, Martha Stewart has an Oscar, but um, she's never heard of contagion theory or mob mentality because the this groundbreaking avant-garde theory she is giving that crime is contagious is essentially a combination of mob mentality and contagion theory. Um, so I'm sorry, Diane, but you don't have anything new. Also, her whole presence is like some cool kid giving you the details on the down low. I know, but I'm like... It was awful. Yeah. Because like she's, she's trying hardcore to be like really cool. Like, oh yeah, I've, I've seen the streets and I yeah, know like, what's going on. Yeah, like I'm a silver fox. I'm like, you're dumb. Yeah, like honestly. <laughs> she And I want to say, because right after this scene, we go to her at some lavish barbecue. So much of this movie, to me, I saw, like, underlined racism and white privilege Uh throughout the entire movie Uh is just plagued with racism and white privilege. Because essentially what happens is... She wears a sweater to a 4th of July party. She wears a sweater to a (laughs) 4th of July party and everywhere else. She's wearing a shirt and then she has a sweater like draped over her as if she's always in a country club somewhere in the Midwest. But isn't it hot on the 4th of July? Yeah. And they're in Kansas, which I feel would be hot. Well, there was like Kansas City police. Oh, that's right. Um, So Kansas City is in Kansas, right? Because sometimes those names don't match up. I think it's also in Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. I might be wrong though. Even still, both of those are in the South and it's going to be hot in the summer. I feel stupid if someone's listening to this and like screaming into their earphones like, no, you idiots. It's in New Mexico. (laughs) Please write in and let us know if we were wrong. But, so, Diane Keaton's husband has been downsized from his company and so they're selling their super huge house and... He's like, oh, well, of course I have to sell the house. Like, I've been downsized. What do you think I would do? Like, I don't know. How about find another job? job? Yeah. Um, granted, this mansion they're living in seems excessive for two, two people. people who share the same bedroom and bathroom every day. So they could probably have a smaller house and that would save some money. But honestly, he could just find another job. Yeah. He doesn't find another job until like later in the movie when they when he no longer needs to have a job. Um, but he's on the couch and he complains. And then he also reveals, he's like, oh, by the way, we're $286,000 yep. in debt. And I'm like, how did she first of all not know? And yeah. second of all, why are you just now telling her? Honestly, I... 
All the more reason to get a job. Even after a few thousand dollars in debt, I would let my spouse know that we were in trouble financially. Or before I'm in debt, I'd be like, I'm close to not having yeah, any money. Yeah, because how do you get to that much debt with just two people? Granted, they're very rich and they have very expensive tastes, which we see later in the movie as well. But th- that's such an astronomical amount to get to without actually doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another issue that I had um, is that while she looks for a job, Bridget mentions she has successful children. Like one of them is a doctor, one of them is some IT Thing person. Else, yeah. And I'm like, well, why doesn't she fall back on them for money if they're so successful and they have such thriving careers? Because yeah, they probably paid for their education, so I, I feel like they should have some money. Would you like to jump in? Well, she was also treating that therap- or that job coach like a therapist, so I True. thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, and, she, and then right after that, she's like, yeah, I'm like really great with technology. Haha, ha, I know how to use Google, LOL. And we're just like, what? Yeah. And then she goes home, and she's using the newspaper to job search. So I'm like, so are you technology savvy or not? Yeah. Because you're using the newspaper. So I don't I'm know like, anyone who uses a newspaper to look for jobs. Right, so I'm like, which one is it? Yeah. Because yeah. d- this is 2007. They have what, internet. So they have internet. <laughs> that is a thing. They have a computer, which we see later on, which I'm going to get to because there's a roast about that I want to include. Um, but I kind of thought that line was actually a little funny because to me it was a very mom style yeah. line. Like, not just our mom, but moms but in parents, general. Like, yeah. oh, like, I can use Google. That's a skill. Yeah. Like, it's like can... anyone can use Google. That's the point of Google. Yeah, honestly. And then... <laughs> Another roast I have about their money situation is the way Bridget finds about working out or working at the bank uh, is that her maid, who is played by a Latina woman, very stereotypical role, um, who is also apparently an arsonist, seems a little racist for throwing the felon on on a person of color. Um, But the... Bridget apparently doesn't... Well, there's $286,000 in debt, and she paid her maid by check. And this is and the third... she gave third... her, like, a base. What? She gave her a base, because oh, she didn't well, have any cash. Yeah. Well, her maid comes in, and she's like, this is the third bounce check I've gotten. And then Diane Keaton's like, here, take this vase. If they're... She already knows about them being in debt, so why does she still have a maid? Or why do you need a maid if there's two people in your house? There's two people in the house. They don't need a maid. And honestly, they could be doing the cleaning themselves. And then Diane is like, oh, well, instead of me paying you, how about I come over and clean your house? That is like the dumbest thing I've ever uh-huh. heard of. Because if she has the time to go over and clean this lady's house, she has the time to clean her own house. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that was just dumb. And then fast forward a bit. Diane Keaton lands this job at the Federal Reserve Bank. Something like I that. I think that's what it is. It's never potential. It's never like all that clear. Also, no one ha- it's, it's clear about their names because I didn't know anyone's name till like, yeah. the very end of the movie. Well, like <laughs> they do use names throughout the movie, but within like the first ten minutes or so, it's we don't clear. have a firm grasp on who people are. Like who's the characters? Yeah. Like what are their names? I was confused the entire time. I thought that was very poorly executed yeah. because I feel like we should know people's names from the get-go. Right, I would agree with that. There's a line within them being at the bank while Diane is learning the rounds or the rounds of being a janitor. 
um, because that's the only position she could get. Um, Her superior says, this place is like a Las Vegas casino. I felt like that was a terrible attempt from the writers to be like, oh, to get people to like think this is a heist movie, we're going to compare this place to a casino. Oh, that's interesting. Ocean's Eleven or something, when this movie, (coughs) to me, does not read heist. Even though they steal money, it is not a heist movie to me. Right. It's not really anything to me, because we talked about this after watching it. It, I couldn't, I can't assign this movie to a genre, because it's not a comedy. It's not a drama. It's not scary. It's not action. It's not good. Like, there's really no, there's really no genre for this movie to go into, because it's kind of just bad. Bad. And then, while Bridget is looking at the TV monitors in a security surveillance room, her boss, who the actor I don't like, not that I've seen him in other things, I just didn't like him in this movie. Uh-huh. To me, he was a creep. He comes over out of nowhere. He comes up right behind Bridget, and he's like, the secret is you don't want anything, and you do your job. And then he just leaves. I'm just like, what? I'm like, what is going on right now? She's I'm, probably scared. She's like, what are you doing? Yeah, like... Please don't hurt me. Don't get near me, Title Nine. Honestly, yeah. and we find out he is an actual perv later on because we yeah. find out in the surveillance room he's looking and checking. Um, but after the end of like Bridget's first shift, she's in their locker room, like the employee locker room. She's rubbing her neck like she's been working, working hard. hard. Like, aren't you training? Like she's a janitor, and yeah, she's training, so she's probably doing a lot of watching and witnessing of what they do and she has three hair curlers in like isn't your shift over yeah like it's yeah. not the beginning of the day I, and her hair curlers weren't in her, yeah, her hair's earlier like straight yeah so i'm confused why she has these random hair curlers and then we finally i guess really meet well technically we met her earlier but nina Queen Latifah's character comes in and she says hi to Diane and Diane's like oh hi and Diane gets a call from one of her hoity-toity friends and this scene was confusing to me too because she answers her flip phone (laughs) real time date for this movie to see how old it is she answers her flip phone and she's like covering her face not I guess it was to hide herself from Queen Latifah even though she's within a couple inches of Queen Latifah and she's not really whispering but to me the way I saw it is like that's what I would do if I saw someone I didn't want to see and they don't know I'm there yeah like like, are you doing on the phone they can't see you this person on the other end can't see Diane Keaton you could have let it ring like a normal person yeah she could have let it ring the the whole scene was just really stupid yeah Diane goes home um or and yeah she goes home and her husband's like, how was your first day? And she's like, remember that documentary we walked on, so Third World Slave Labor? He's like, yeah. And she's like, well, then I don't need to say anything. Like, It's like, don't you work at like a normal nine to five job? Yeah. <laughs> like way to compare, just because you have a job. To compare your right privilege to something that people have to like. Actually endure through. and yeah. suffer through. Yeah. Like to me, that was so stupid. Like, obviously we're reading into this a lot, but it's just like yeah. that I thought was really poor. Being a janitor is not slave labor. Taking garbage from a trash can, not slave labor. Yeah. Also not going to give you a crink in the neck. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not. Um, and then... Also, why do they clean the security guards' TVs every single day? True. That they much dust dirty. isn't going to collect. All they do is look. They don't touch the screen. It's yeah, no one screen. touches the screen. 
because this is 2007. It's not a touch screen, like you said. Yeah, and I'm moving on to the when uh, they're at Queen Latifah's house. Yeah, and um, her I don't what's the character's name Nina. Nina like I said, yeah. I don't really know who anyone is. Yeah, <laughs> entire movie. Don't forget to about that Martha Stewart comment. I don't remember where that took place. Oh, but... that's what in the scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'll say this first, so we can go back to that. Um, or why don't you go and then I'll continue. Um, so. Kind of throughout the movie, there are these office style, or it's called the talking head, where we get someone talking directly to the camera, and it's just a solo of them giving yeah. a bit of dialogue. Which is stupid. And, yeah, we get it throughout the entire movie, and it's really dumb. And we get this one cut scene of the of Katie Holmes's husband, and he's like, "Wanting is the root of all needing stuff." That is so stupid. He is such a Wait, I thought we were doing the Martha Stewart comment. Oh, well, that comes right after this, but oh, yes, okay. we will get some like, Martha what? Stewart comment. Um, but I just thought that was really dumb. It was and dumb. And then... Wait, um... Uh... Oh, wait, this is way before... Um, there are a couple things I need to cover before we get to the Martha Stewart comment. Just a couple things, I'm sorry. Uh... It's really it's really important, it's really important. Um, it's been... Time is not really explained oh, well. Oh, yeah. I really, we don't that know. bothers me in movies when I don't know the time frame of Because like in The Roast and Toast of the Santa Claus, that movie <laughs> had no regard for time. This one doesn't have as much regard for time. It's a little bit better than The Santa Claus. Yeah, a little bit better yeah. as far as time goes. But I'm guessing it's maybe been a few days or a week or so, but Bridget has this incredible detailed layout of the whole facility of the bank. Which because me. she's uh she noticed the types of locks they use on these money cases and she has started to develop this idea oh i'm going to steal this old money and no one's gonna know so she's trying to lay out the plans for how she would do it she has we get like a close-up of the computer and of what she's written down she has times for how long things are open and closed, of when certain people are here and there, locations, like specific like docks, levels, stuff like that. Like how does she know that already? How does she know this when she is, one, an entry-level employee, yeah. two, I'm not being an ageist, but she's old, and how can she possibly remember all of this? And <laughs> or three, be savvy enough to figure out that technology. Yeah, honestly. and Within I, a couple days of working there. Not yeah. just because she's old, but like it's probably a different like, system and software. Yeah, I would get, personally, I would probably I'd get lost confused. every day. Yeah. I feel like it would take months to develop yeah. this. Um, and I'm pretty sure she hasn't been there for months. Right. It's probably been like a couple weeks at most. So I have no hours. idea. A couple hours. <laughs> so I have no idea how she already has this incredible layout of the entire facility. Um, and then we meet the diabetic chick. And I wrote the diabetic chick because we didn't know her name. And this for is like 20 minutes, 20 minutes in at least. Yeah. Um, but Katie Holmes's character is diabetic. And she plays this, like, weirdo hippie kind of girl. And she has her headphones blaring when we meet her, like, Mm -hmm. screaming loud because her headphones are on and you can hear some of the audio just by watching the movie. Yeah. So I don't know how loud it was for her to listen to for the mics to pick it up. To me, I was like, that music has to be deafening and her ears are bleeding and gushing blood when she takes off those headphones mm-hmm. and what where are you allowed to listen to music that loud at work and honestly like dance around when you're dealing with government things yeah like, i don't know i feel like that would be taboo yeah 
Not honestly. taboo, like you're straight up not allowed. Yeah, because I, that seems very careless. Yeah. And well, she kind of is a careless person. And be alone with like millions of dollars. Yeah, and she's the one who does it. the majority of the stealing yeah. later on in the movie. Um, and then one line that to me was probably the worst line of the entire movie. They're going through security. At, they have to go through security at the end of the day to make sure they didn't steal anything. Yeah. And one of the security guards was trying to flirt with Queen Latifah's character, and she wasn't having it. So she walks away, and the one security guard looks to the other, and he was like, you got to howl at this dog. Yeah. And I was just like, that is incredibly offensive. Yeah, that's rude. I and know. honestly disgusting. Um probably the worst line of the entire movie in yeah my opinion. i would agree with that i was like you could cut that out yeah honestly yeah. um but okay so let's go to the martha stewart scene yes. so what would you like to start off with this scene i don't remember exactly how it went but they're making fun of the main character <laughs> i could think is it bridget Diane okay. Keaton, yeah. yeah and they're like we got martha stewart wanting to be over here and i was like I thought that was Martha Stewart the entire movie because it looks kind of like her and like no one was clear about the names which like obviously Martha Stewart wouldn't play Martha Stewart but I was like I mean I guess she could but the whole time I'm like I thought that was Martha Stewart yeah, so it's honestly. funny Queen Latifah said that well I the way I find it funny and also just terrible on the writer's part that they named her Bridget Cardigan. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. Like, that's such a white woman, rich white woman name. And throughout the entire movie, no matter how much money she does or doesn't have, how much she has or hasn't stolen, whether she has or hasn't worked, she always wears the same thing. Yeah. Which is a nice button-up shirt, pants, heels... And some freaking sweater or something Cardigan. wrapped around her yeah. neck. Like, she is at a country club. She will be leaving work and she will be dressed yeah, up in this. Yeah, as a janitor. I'm like, why are you... Why are you dressing so nice to go leaving home. from Just your like, janitor? Like, yeah. yeah, like comfy clothes on your way home. And if she sold some of her clothes and kind of dialed down it down on what she wore, that could help towards your $280,000 debt to society. Yeah. I thought about that too. I'm like, just sell most of your belongings that are overpriced. And then, you know, that would help at least a little bit. Maybe you wouldn't have to sell your house. Right, so, exactly. Like, such a drastic change. Um, but in that scene where um, Diane Keaton is called Martha Stewart by one of Nina's neighbors, um, she... Diane Keene is trying to convince Queen Latifah to join Steal. her in stealing. Yeah. And there's this weird exchange between the two of them talking on the phone. How does she know where she lives, first of all? Yeah, that was another issue. People just find people's addresses? Like... Yeah, Diane just shows up to Queen Latifah's house. I, maybe there's an employee contact sheet, but even still, like... Not with her... people's addresses. Yeah. Or a huge business like that. Maybe she looked her up in the phone book or something, but maybe. I don't know how she just knows where Queen Latifah lives. That yeah, was an issue weird. to me. Yeah. Um, but Queen Latifah in this weird exchange says, I don't want things I can't have. And then Diane Keaton says, do you live in America? Like to <laughs> me, that was so stupid and so stereotypical of like, oh, all that is the American life is just wanting, 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 wanting things. And granted, greed is a big piece of the American life, but it's not everything. And please don't stereo stereotype all Americans as just greed, hungry money people. To me, that's just kind of annoying. 
Um, and the neighborhood was a predominantly like a POC neighborhood, which and then they emphasize that a lot by having um, Bridget wear like an all white outfit. I wonder if that was like on purpose and like drove up in like a nice car. I and, didn't even notice. Yeah, that. And I'm just like okay. Not that I'm reading too deep into it, but it was that, and like everyone in that neighborhood was a POC. Yeah. And then one of uh, N- Nina's kids was like, "Can you sign this permission slip for school, Mom? It's about the weapons we can't bring to school." She's like, yeah. "What weapons can you bring?" Like this is like, 2007. What? Yeah, I'm like before school shootings were yeah, a thing. Yeah, like, that is. Yeah, trigger people. That'll trigger and this people. is maybe Kansas. I don't. Whoever we don't Kansas know where this is. is. Yeah. But if it's Kansas, I feel like school violence wouldn't be too big a deal in Kansas. I don't know. Um, also, the kind of like you mentioned, of course, of the three main characters, it's the black woman who is living in this very rundown neighborhood uh-huh. and whose kids go to a very dangerous school. Uh-huh. Like all Nina, Queen Latifah's character, has all of these issues. And single mom. Single mom. Another very stereotypical thing of a black woman that she's a single mom. Um, just all of these things were to me just came across as so racist and yeah. unnecessary. Like the way the security guards flirt with her versus any white woman. I'm just like, yeah. okay. But moving on from that. Yeah. Um, uh, then I'm going to jump to like the diner scene just because I feel like there's a lot we haven't covered yet. Yeah. Um, so why are they meeting in a public place to discuss robbing a bank? And they just met. They don't even know each other. But they're yeah. talking about it in an actual restaurant. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you do risk doing that? Yeah. Okay. I would much rather meet in one of their homes. Yeah. Like, if I was Diane, I would have been like, yeah, come to my house and we'll talk about there because that's a secure and safe place. But why would you even, like, say out loud, oh, are you, do you want to rob a bank with me? It's like... Maybe, like, get to know that person first. Yeah. Make sure you can... I don't know. Not that I would do that, but make sure you can trust them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you mentioned that while we were watching the movie, and I didn't even really notice that. Um, But they don't know each other at all, anything about their lives, except that... Well, Diane... There's a really lame joke that Diane Keaton and Queen Latifah think Katie Holmes is a drug user because they see her spill her purse and see all the needles... But she's a diabetic, Mm -hmm. so she has to inject herself with insulin every day. Um, And then another issue, or this is a really quick toast. um, I think it's probably a little bit before the bar scene, but there's an icy machine in the work cafeteria. Seems like a pretty good deal. That seems really nice. Yeah. I would like that. Very generous. Might cost money to actually go and use it, but I was just like, that's a nice perk of working here. Um, but when they're in the restaurant trying to discuss a signal for when they're going to plan to rob the bank, Queen Latifah does do a funny thing where she's like, what about this signal? And she raises her middle finger and like drags it across her forehead. I thought that was one of the very few funny moments of the movie. Um, and then fast forward a little bit. Um, it is the day that they're going to rob for the first time. And Katie Holmes's character backs out at the last minute because she says she has a bad feeling. Turns out they were doing a, like an entire body search that day on all the random. employees, a random body search. So it was a good thing they didn't steal anything. But they all meet in the women's bathroom to talk it over. And Queen Latifah and Diane Keaton are upset with Katie Holmes. And they're like, oh, like, why did you do this? And Katie Holmes overreacts and she's like, stop shouting at me. 
Yet she's the one who listens to blaringly loud music. And she is saying that they're shouting at her when all they do is raise their voice like a little bit to discuss this issue. <laughs> That'd be issue. me though. I hate people raise their voice. True. Yeah. But I'm just like, girl, you're probably hard of hearing because you have your music blaring all the time True. when you're at work. Um, another, the next thing that I have is just that their boss, Mr. Glover, is a total perv. Um, and there's a there's an issue I have with this scene because they zoom in on a picture of Queen Latifah working the money-destroying machine, um, and Queen Latifah has a little bit of cleavage. She doesn't have cleavage throughout the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. She had it that one day in that one shirt she was wearing. Maybe it's just that one shirt. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting that... They were like, oh, well, she's going to be the one we show having cleavage, despite the fact she never shows it again the rest of the entire movie. Yeah, it seems to just be random. Yeah. Plus, he's just a total creep, and, of course, they make the total creep a perv as well. Um, What's something that you have? At the end of that scene, um, because they're... Oh, well, then the next day they just decide to steal, and it goes well. And um, But when they're leaving, they're, like, nervous to leave for the first time because they have a bunch of money in their pockets and stuff. And um, two characters get by, um, Martha Stewart and Queen Latifah. They get through security just fine. And then all of a sudden, the manager comes out. He's like, Cardigan, and, uh, which is Bridget. It's her last name, which I just learned on this podcast. <laughs> um, and he, like, freezes everyone and, like, runs over there. It's because she dropped her ID on the floor, and I'm like... That was stupid, because if that happened in real life, no one would no go one out would to do, do it. Anything. They'd just be like, oh, like, someone just grab that, we'll give it to her tomorrow type of thing. So I was yeah. like, that's stupid. But um, but then she gets back home, and she tells her husband about it, and, like, he doesn't really think it's a big deal to rob a bank. Yeah. With, like, $62,000. With people he doesn't even know. Or rob a bank of $62,000. I'm just yeah. like, what? You don't care? Okay. And if they're really that poor, why don't they sell their Porsche? Honestly, they have this fancy, nice car, fancy, nice house, which never even gets sold. I feel like it would have sold quickly in the time that they had it on the market. Uh, but they eventually take it off the market after they've stolen enough money. Which, another thing is that the three of the women, like, fun, like, they're acting, like, all fun and stuff. They tear down the sign in the front yard that it's for sale together, and then it's not for sale. I'm like, so do you guys, like, hang out outside of work now? Like, are you friends? Because now your lives overlap. People might, like, start to connect the dots. Yeah. Because it's a random friendship. Because technically none of you work in the same department at work. So how yeah. do you know each other? Yeah. So, and then the movie goes on for a little bit without... Like a ton of hiccups and yeah. they just keep stealing the money. Yeah. They go pretty... They do pretty well. And I have to say, the way that they explain the whole concept, because... Oh, yeah. Diane Keaton's husband confronts her about, like, don't you feel guilty about any of this? And she's like, no, like, this is money that's going to be destroyed. By the time we're done with it, it's going to end up in the same place and it will be destroyed. So we're just furthering the cycle or making the cycle last a little bit longer before the money's destroyed Mm -hmm. the way they explained it was i felt very clear um i guess i'm a horrible person because i could get behind this i was (laughs) like yeah um throw me in there i'll be a part of the team it made sense to me uh so i felt like not necessarily that you'd be a part of it but it's like oh i guess that is you're coming from a logical perspective or, I don't know, maybe you still would. I don't know. I don't know. But um, In another life, maybe. But 
I, I felt like there could have been a lot of room for error, but they explained the whole premise, the whole reasoning, I felt, pretty well, considering the other errors they make within the movie. Right. Um, another thing, th- the boss, Mr. Glover, has this weird holy trinity thing where he says, everyone, everywhere, everything. And he points at his right eye, his left eye, and then his nose. Which makes no sense. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, he's trying to say that, like, oh, we see everyone, everywhere, and everything. Yeah. I feel like it would be everyone, everything, at- I don't remember No, we see everyone, we see everything, we see everywhere. Yeah. But I I get the eyes, but why the nose? Because it's not like he's sniffing. They're like, oh, right on. And then they tap their nose. Like, oh, "Oh, target. But even still, this holy trinity thing he's got going on. Oh my gosh. Freaky Friday ref. Um, Another thing, we get, so they've started, or no, they're like further along in stealing money. And they're starting to finally use it, and Queen Latifah decides to enroll her kids in a school that apparently doesn't allow any weapons, I guess. Yeah. And she's meeting with the dean of students. We get this whole college scandal, what would be a college scandal in today's time, because she essentially says, let my kids in and I'll pay you, like, a exorbitant donation, uh, which is what Lori Laughlin did. Um, But she's like... Oh, can I pay you in crack? And I was just like, is is this real? And like she said it as a joke because right after she says it, she laughs. But of course, they make her, the black character who lives in a terrible part of town, give this horrible drug reference yeah. like, oh, I think crack is the same as money, so I'm going to pay you in crack. Like, yeah, it's like, me, why did you even say that? It seems super random. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was honestly awful. Yeah. I would love to meet the writers of this movie. And roast them. Try and see what was going on. In the, maybe they were smoking crack. And while we're on this note, at one point, Bridget is talking to her husband, and she says, I'm going to have you whacked. It's like, what? To me, that was so racist because... She's adopting the mannerisms of someone else. And I'm yeah. just like... Not that she's copying them because she, like, looks up to them, but she's just like, oh, I don't know. There's probably, like, a theory for that. Like, I'm going to adopt Nina's culture and what she says. It's like she's trying to assimilate, but it doesn't make any sense as to why. Because the way she says it, too, it's not just, like, I'm going to have you whacked. It's like, I'm going to have you whacked. It's like, like, why are you doing that? Very bad taste, I thought. Um, I've been spieling for a while. What are some things that you want to share? There was, like, one hiccup. I don't know if it's coming up in the line of events that we're talking about, but where they, like, are stealing money, but they need to, like... There's just, like, some fault in the plan. And so, yeah, um, yeah. so they have to, like, transfer the keys a different way than they typically did. Yeah. And so someone gets on the elevator, blah, blah, blah. The scene happens. Then someone pushes the elevator button again, gets the right person on the right floor with the right stuff. Like, several minutes later, but, like, what are the odds of that happening? I feel like it's mathematically impossible given the amount of time it takes to go down a couple flights of stairs. So I'm just like, that was a plot hole, and that bothered me. The premise of that whole situation was excessively unnecessary. Yeah, I'm like, why are they even doing that? Probably because they want conflict of some sort. Yeah. But... Because what was going on is the way that they're stealing money is Bridget bought a lock which is the exact same lock that they use at the bank for these cases which, of money. Which, like, you can just buy that at Lowe's? I know. To me, that was another thing that was like, I highly doubt you would be able to find the exact same lock. 
I doubt a that's federal reserve yeah. would be using a simple key lock on their money Without cases. Without a sound or a light alarm? Yeah. Okay. Anything. No. Does not sound right. But um, Diane Keaton buys this lock. Um, and what they would do is she would replace um, the lock of a money cart with her own. That way they could lock and unlock it and then steal the money I can't explain it well, but if you watch the movie, you can Which see it all go down. Which you shouldn't, it's stupid. But yeah, don't watch the movie if you haven't already. Um, but that, the whole scene was like weird because at the beginning of each day when they're about to steal, Bridget leaves the lock after she's used it in a trash can for someone else to find. And she also Well, gives, another person of her team to find. Oh, yeah, for another person of her team to find and gives them the key. She's running late one day and she meets Queen Latifah in the bathroom. I guess she's running so late that she has to toss the lock and key. Or no, she tosses the lock to Queen Latifah, despite the fact Queen Latifah is maybe two feet away. Yeah, I and think then, that was stupid to yeah, too. And Queen Latifah is holding a key to... That lock, I think. The original lock that belongs to the bank. And because of the effort involved in catching the lock that's in the air, she drop. She just happens to reach over <laughs> and drop the key in the sink. Straight down the sink, down the drain. Straight down the sink. Yeah. That whole scene was just like... So fake. She could have just dropped the key on the floor and caught the lock. Or just don't reach for the lock. Or, yeah, don't reach for the lock. Or maybe Diane Keaton just goes over and hands Queen Latifah the lock because they're not in that much of a time crunch. Yeah. So the whole... It's not like you're doing your job. Yeah, she's not doing her job, um, which I know is probably hurting her neck. And, you know, she's got put in them hair curlers. But the whole... I think you kind of hit the head on the nail. They're, they were hit just the trying to create... Or hit the... What did I say? Hit the head on the nail. <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? Oh, my God. Um, you I'm embarrassed for you. The nail on the head. With they were just trying to create conflict of some kind. Yeah. Um, also, there was a weird conversation going on. They all go out to a fancy dinner one night, and Queen Latifah's like, "We gotta watch how we spend because people are gonna watch how we spend this like, money." Well, why are that you at we... a nice restaurant? Yeah. Together. First of all, why are they at a nice restaurant? Yeah. And then Diane Keaton is upset because she wants to spend the money. She's like, "You know what?" That's okay. You don't want to use money. You also don't want sex. And I'm just like, what? Where did that come Where from? Where did this come from? Like, yeah. wh what is going on? That is a non sequitur. That has nothing to do with what is going on right now. Um, I was just so I would so agree. That was random. I'm thrown. Like, what? And then Queen Latifah's like, no, I, I do want sex. And I just, you know, I don't want to spend the money and get caught. Like, the whole... I was just like, that these writers. That was a writers, plot hole. That was just an issue. Um, what else? Uh, later on, a security guard notices that Queen Latifah is acting funny. That's what I was After the whole to. situation of them losing the key. Um, she's leaving work one day and he catches her. He's like, I know what you're doing. And she's like, what? And he just grabs her boobs. In public. In the parking in lot of your job. Which yeah. Which you still could get in trouble for. Yeah. On it, I'm... Uh, to me, and the reason why he does that is because all the women stuff the money in their underwear, both upstairs and downstairs. <laughs> and I was just like, even if you 
had a hundred percent certainty that that's where they were putting the never money. Never do that. I would never, ever, ever do that. Ever. I would just be she like, could sue you. yeah, honestly, she could sue for sexual harassment, and honestly, she should have. But to me, that was just so so far gone. Then she comes clean to him and asks him to join in the heist, and he complies and says, okay. Yeah. I mean, with a little bit of encouragement. And I'm just like, why is it so easy to convince people to yeah. rob a bank, your place of employment, especially a security officer, which probably has someone, where he is probably someone of authority. And yeah. I'm just like, that's weird. And like, maybe five minutes before, after he like grabbed her breasts, he was like, you gotta stop doing this. So he was against it. And then he was so easily convinced like 10 seconds later. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I was really confused. At first I thought maybe he was like undercover. He's like, okay, I'll do it. But he was like sincere about it. And I feel like the rest gets like super boring. And I thought the rest of the movie was like pointless. Yeah. The movie's only, it's maybe a hundred minutes. I, it to was me, like 90 it felt minutes like a long. long It was time. so long. I was ready for it to be over. Because I, w- I never felt engaged with the movie. I never felt entertained Same. with the movie. I never felt like the plot I never really laughed. Thickened. Because yeah. of the movie, I laughed because we were roasting it. True. Um, but yeah, there was no real like comedy behind it. It was yeah. just a... It was a sad excuse of a movie. I would agree. Um, there's a solid probably next 20 minutes where there's nothing... That came to me. Yeah, Of same. roasting or toasting yeah, material. Yeah, because they're just, like, stealing. Everyone's stealing. And they're, like, starting to spend money, and, like, I, I guess their lives are nice. Um, one thing that stuck out to me is Diane Keaton's husband is, like, this is so white privilege. He's, like, talking to her, saying, oh, well, I just got offered this new senior VP job, so you don't have to steal money. And he's, like... We could survive being upper middle class, right? Like, yeah, it's like, how okay. stuck up? But I thought that's kind of what they were already. Like, I thought they, yeah, I thought they, they already weren't, were. They were like rich, rich. Yeah, they weren't like, they didn't have like 20 cars. Their house wasn't super huge. Yeah. So I kind of thought they just already were middle, upper middle class. Yeah, I thought the same thing. That's like, they funny weren't exceptional. That. So then they're having like this random party, which. Again, they invite the people that they're stealing with. Well, I'm, I'm like, why would you overlap your lives with someone you're committing a crime with? Yeah. But then this random guy is there, and she, she asks her husband, she's like, do you know who that is? And he's like, no, do you? And she said no. Then they just continue with the party. I'm like, well, I would ask him to leave. Yeah, I would go up and say something. Some random person out in my, lo- out yeah, in my your yard house? drinking a mimosa. Like, yeah, I'm uh, like, at your no. house, that's a no. Friends and family only for mimosas. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then later on, so this guy who was in the yard is apparently an, an investigator. investigator for the IRS or something. I feel like we were never really told yeah, what I he don't does. Yeah, I what was happening. Um, but he's investigating how three people at the same bank could suddenly get all this money. And um, Diane Keaton notices, like, oh, that was the stranger at the party who's also now investigating the bank. And she's spills a cart of a couple things on the floor and the room where they keep all the money cases legit i think everyone except one person pulls out a gun and points it at her at yeah and points it at her because she dropped like three things from her cart first of all i don't know why everyone in this room is packing heat second of all the sound of someone dropping like a roll of toilet paper it's not that loud or that's scary yeah it's definitely different than like someone cocking a gun or like 
completely throwing the card against the wall. To be an actual on-purpose distraction versus yeah. an accident. So <clears throat> that whole thing was just unnecessary to me. Um, and then time passes. Um, it, you know, the cops catch up to what's going on and they're starting to break in and arrest everybody uh diane keaton leaves her husband at the house and we're now caught up with what happened at the beginning of the movie for five minutes where it showed everyone destroying the money um and diane keaton like fled and like went to a hotel um and the investigator guy comes to her and he's like how did you do it and she's like do what and he's like steal all the money and she was like you don't have any proof we did anything which i would never say that yeah and then they have a conversation where she kind of admits to stealing all the money but doesn't at the same time yeah i don't remember what happened but it was weird i was like maybe just say you're a stranger i don't want to talk to you yeah but I was just so thrown. I was like, are you trying to keep your cover of not stealing the money? Or are you just careless and letting people know now? Yeah, Like, I don't that know. whole dialogue confused me. And then it's later admitted that they've been working at the bank for three years. Which I'm like, that was a big time. That's a line. big chunk of time to cover within a span of 50 minutes. Yeah. Because it is never told to us how long they've been working at the bank for. They've been stealing for three whole years. Yeah. Um. So they've obviously stolen a lot of money, I guess. Um. But there was no record of timekeeping. And then while... So everyone except Diane Keaton was arrested... Uh-huh. And they're all trying not to crack under the pressure and say anything. Right, because they're all guilty. Because they're all guilty. But I guess Katie Holmes, because they never really, I think they said, oh, the other girl, when they're talking to Nina. Because Nina's like, oh, I'm going to, I'll talk to you if you give she me a deal. Because she doesn't want her children taken yeah, away. Yeah, she doesn't want her children I'll, taken I'll away. I'll take over this. And okay, then yeah. they're like, oh, well, the other girl already said that. She'll admit it, but she wants you to be the one who's clean and has nothing on her record. And Nina's like, wow, that's so nice. Because she don't want her kids to get taken away. Yeah. And then they all, I guess, have to give a testimony. Well, I thought it was just one one person gave a testimony. Probably because they're both said, like, oh, everyone's involved. And if Nina has a name this clear, then, like, what's the point of not saying something? Yeah. So they probably all gave a testimony. Because that's what happened at the beginning and during it. People were like... Oh, it wasn't my idea. It was Bridget's. So everyone was giving a testimony, but like I guess technically you're right. You don't really have to. Yeah. So I was like, why is everyone admitting to the crime? Uh, yeah, because the whole <clears throat> side discussions throughout the entire movie where they have a person talking, I was under the impression that because Katie Holmes said she would confess, she was the only one discussing it with the guy, which would then make all the other side discussions irrelevant because they never would have talked right. to the police if she was the only one giving it. So I don't think that was explained well at all. I don't think so either. It wasn't very And good. just the whole assumption of like, oh, I'm gonna ask for a deal so I know I'm gonna get a deal. Right. Like that's probably not gonna happen, especially if you've stolen millions of dollars right. from the Federal Reserve of Kansas City. City um wherever state that is. Uh, so stupid. Just because you ask for a deal doesn't mean you're getting a deal. Yeah. Um, 
And so I just thought that assumption was kind that of thrown was funny. out the window. Yeah. And then when they... They hire a lawyer. Yeah. Or... Who, he, he's a tax attorney. Yeah, so they, Bridget does. she Because she's not caught. She goes and hires her friend who's a lawyer who had like a short snippet at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And he was going to represent all of them. And then he won, even though he's not really an attorney. Yeah. And also... When Bridget hired him, he tells her, he's like, oh, I'm not an attorney. I'm just, or he's like, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a tax attorney. And she's like, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. Like as if she's planned this. But when he discuss, when he talks with like the police, he doesn't say anything in particular or use any piece of defense that would make me think like, oh, that's why she sought out a tax attorney or, like, that's why she chose Also, does him. he have any credentials to represent her? Like, is he allowed? Yeah. I don't that know. That seems like a legal issue. Yeah. You could probably have anyone represent you. You can represent yourself, so I guess it doesn't yeah. matter. But um, that was weird. And so they were found not guilty so they could keep all the money, but they never paid taxes on the money. So they're like, oh, you have to pay taxes on the money, which basically means, like, okay, yeah, they did steal it. If they admitted to it, but they're like, oh, all the taxes that you owe is how much money that you have. That doesn't that make, doesn't make any sense. sense. And I don't know if it's because I'm dumb and I don't understand that, but that seems mathematically impossible. That is a huge loop. So what is the tax on money? A hundred percent? Like Yeah. No. That seems like a, a definitely giant plot hole because you can't charge taxes on money you can't prove was stolen. Yeah. So the whole premise of that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So stupid. Because it could have been an inheritance, but I think he'd pay taxes on that, too. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But that was weird. And then they just leave the jail, and they just, like, wave by and hug each other. And I'm like, yeah. that's it? Like, I, I thought, you guys overlapped your lives for three years, but now you're not going to talk at all anymore. That was something I was going to say. Like, they Sorry. leave, and they hug each other goodbye. And I was like, this isn't a high school... Graduation. Graduation, where everyone's moving away. And, you can hang oh, out, I'm so. not going to see you all summer. Like, yeah. You can still be friends yeah. just because you're not robbing the bank. Yeah, it's like, um, is that all your relationship was? And technically, they weren't fired, so they They could all technically will, go back to work. They could all go back to work and still see each other. Um, and then, so, after that, they all the girls meet up at the same restaurant that they went to at the beginning of the movie. Um, just to, like, catch up because... I guess it's been t- some time Perhaps. I can't remember they, if they actually really showed like oh three months has passed I, I don't can't think remember. so probably not because they don't do that at all throughout the rest of the movie <laughs> it's not um, clear yeah not clear but they the name of the movie is Mad Money and I feel like they were just reaching when they have this dialogue of Diane Keaton's like have you ever heard of the phrase Mad Money like the, the way that stress. they were yeah. yeah, they were trying to like throw in the title of the movie into the movie. It seems so unnecessary and right. extra. Right. Because then she's like, My mom always said a woman should always hold on to a little mad money. And then oh, Katie yeah. Holmes is like, I'm confused. Is that like money for when you go mad or when you feel mad? It's just like, Why do you have to be so stupid? Like, why are they so dumb? <laughs> I don't get this. Turns out Bridget was harboring barrels of money in this restaurant for the three years they were stealing money so they still have money like they're still rich like barrels and barrels and buckets of like hundreds yeah yeah so i 
that whole ending. And it's like, wait, I wouldn't trust her then. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't trust her from the beginning, but I definitely wouldn't trust her then because it's like, wait, why were you taking more than us? Yeah. Or what, yeah, like, why were you, like, keeping it all to the side? To me, that, this whole movie just had, like, a lot of things that didn't make sense. Right. That I didn't get. Right. Um, so, would you recommend this movie? Why or why not? And out of 10, what would you give and it. why? I'd probably give it a 2 out of 10 because it was pretty bad, but, like, there wasn't really a lot of cussing and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, I think I'd rate it PG-13, yeah. but um, it was stupid, and I didn't understand the point. I thought the plot was kind of shallow. You were convinced one character was I thought someone Martha was Martha Stewart. Stewart, and she's not, and I thought it wasn't very clear. But I'd give it 2 out of 10 because, I don't know, the lighting is better than what I would have been able to shoot, probably. <laughs> and then, what else was? did you ask? Would you recommend Why or Why Not? No, I wouldn't recommend it. I feel like there's a, be- a lot of better ways to spend 90 minutes in your yeah. life. Um, so... And if you heard this podcast and you hear all their needs, you know all yeah, their needs you, to Yeah, you basically saw this movie yeah. by listening. And you did it without the whole 90 minutes thus far. Um, I wouldn't recommend this yet at the same yet. time. Our parents came down while we were watching the movie, and they were pointing out all these people, like the actors, and they're like, "Oh, this looks interesting." And I was like, "Well, that's Don't why people would it. like, it, and that's why they got a good rating is because there's semi-decent there, actors." Yeah, there. there's famous people in this movie. If there were just like no-name people, people would be like, "Well, that movie was terrible." Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would give this movie, I guess, a three out of ten. Yeah. Because for the most part, other than the, well, actually, no, there. It's not great acting because all of the characters are playing a stereotype or a really terrible trope. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of issues. The fact that it doesn't really go towards a genre Bothers is me. weird to me. Yeah. It makes I, it confusing, I think. I didn't really... Yeah, like, I wasn't entertained. Like, this movie wasn't a great investment of time the first or second time I watched it. <laughs> I forgot you Like, it even now. for this episode. <laughs> um, we... We could have watched another movie and probably found it more entertaining. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll give it a 3 out of 10. I think that's more than generous. That's more than generous. More than generous. Um, but that is the roast and toast of the movie, Mad Money. Uh, we are going to break for ads, and we will be back with a game, so stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by everyone posting about their New Year's resolutions. If I'm not going to be able to carry out my own, I definitely don't want to hear about yours. We're sponsored by Being an Adult. Why did this have to happen? Welcome back. So, uh, it is time for a new game for the podcast. Uh, Not to say that I copy everything from Jimmy Fallon, because I kind of copied True Confessions in a way to make... Uh, shoot your shot, uh, but it's not copyright. I did change it enough for it to be my own, and I'm changing this enough to be my own. Uh, but we're gonna do uh, Mad Libs dating profile, and the way this works is I wrote out four kind of typical dating profile accounts a person would have, uh, leaving out some things for a Mad Lib. So we're going to go, you can go first if you would like. You're going to ask me for things. I'll tell them to you. And then at the end, you'll write out the, or you'll say the whole whole profile. And then I'll do it for you as well. Okay. So uh, go ahead and start whenever you're ready. What's a crazy adjective? Uh, 
bedridden. And a size. <laughs> XXL. A physical adjective. Maybe what's we should the, cut this what's that uh, when your ankles are really fat? Ankles? <laughs> uh, kinkly. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell that. And then what's type of person? Type of person. Um, then I'm your gal. Like that type of thing. Uh, bohemian. Then I'm your bohemian. Bo that's a type of person. A bohemian's a type of person. Okay. Um, country. Uh... Djibouti, Africa. Uh, what's an old time occupation? Uh, a barber who also bloodlets. Okay. Um, pet name? Rufus. <laughs> what's a creepy action? Uh, this is taking a long time, right? I have to like exit. Like, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm guess. gonna, okay. uh, a creepy adjective? Action. A creepy action. Stares um, or sniffs or... Lick. Uh, I'm... Or number. A number? Uh, 28. Another number. 74. Animal. Uh, I'm gonna... S uh, flamingo. Flamingo. Plural object. Uh, neon signs. That's good. Another number. Negative three. Adjective. Pudgy. Child's movie. The B movie. I feel like we're not going to have time for this. No, nah, we'll be able to make it. Okay. Um, bathroom object. Uh, loofah. Color. I was, in my mind, I was like, rojo. Uh, maroon. Plural object. Batteries. Body part. Uh, left butt cheek. Adjective. Um... What's it called when you're like jaundiced? Yeah. I don't think that's Or jaundice. Jaundice. That's a condition. Uh, adjective uh, is like happy or yeah, lovingly uh, or um, something that ends in ly is usually an adjective. Afraid. Afraid. Like, yeah, like frayed, like f r a y e d, like it's. That fabric is frayed. I'm gonna put afraid because that doesn't okay. make sense. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. What's a place? Uh, sea World. And a food? Uh, broccoli casserole. Not that I've ever eaten that. And a person? Uh, like any kind of person? Yeah. Um, let's do uh, Brad Pitt. Just start reading whatever? Uh, read and whatever persona you feel like this person has. It's hard not to read my own. If you're looking for a bedridden XXL kinkle, I'm your bohemian. I can't read this without laughing. Hi, I'm Djibouti Barber, and I'm looking for my... 
I'm starting over that sentence. Hi, I'm Djibouti Barber, and I'm looking for my next Rufus. He'll lick me forever. I'm 28 years old, and I have all 74 of my teeth. I'm definitely a flamingo person, and I'm definitely I'm deathly allergic to neon signs. I've only been in negative three relationship relationships, so dating is a little pudgy for me. <laughs> Some fast facts about me. My favorite movie is the B movie, duh. My favorite color is loofah, maroon. And I set the world record for juggling batteries. <laughs> Sometimes my fame goes to my left butt cheek. <laughs> but I try to stay afraid. <laughs> if you want to get something going, you can find me at SeaWorld or we can eat broccoli casserole so you can meet my Brad Pitt. <laughs> wow. That, this is one of my favorite That was games. great. Yeah. That was really good. It's hard not to laugh. That Yeah, you did a pretty good job for not laughing. Um... All right, a number greater than four. Twelve. Verb ending in ing. Swimming. Physical adjective. Stubby. Dramatic personality trait. Psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Verb ending in ing. Eating. Alrighty. Uh, Number. Fifty-two. Alright. Occupation. Cremator. Oh my goodness. Okay. Bad career. Cremator. <laughs> okay. Uh, activity ending in ing. Sitting. <laughs> okay. Uh, food. Pumpkin. Okay. Uh, what is, uh, give me a holiday. Columbus Day. <laughs> okay. Beverage. Apple juice. Okay. Physical adjective. Molly. <laughs> M- Molly? Yeah. Does that make sense for that sentence or no? Sure. <clears throat> Personality trait. Disgust. <laughs> okay. Plural animal. Platypus. Platyp. Okay, put uh, pigs. Well, I'll put platypi. I okay. think that's plural for platypus. Family member. Like a type of family member. Cousin. Not like cousin. Number four. A celebrity's name. Where the story? Okay. <laughs> Business. Dumpster diving. <laughs> okay. Romantic activity. Camping. Campaigning? Camping. Oh, okay. I, I was like, campaigning. Interesting. Okay. All right. Very good. Finished. All right. I'm good. Okay. Um,. All right, what kind of person is this? All right, uh, this is my 12th time doing this, so I don't know what to say. I'm really just swimming for someone really stubby and psycho (laughs) because that's all I've been eating for the past 52 years. I'm a cremator, but I'd really like to study to become a cremator. I'm a member of the church of sitting, and I never eat pumpkin unless it's Columbus Day, or I've had too much apple juice to drink. I'd really like to meet someone who doesn't mind that I'm moly or disgusting. (laughs) I currently live with my cousin and four platypi because I lost a lot of money on investing in my friend Martha Stewart's dumpster diving business. (laughs) Anyway. I hope to hear from you soon so we can get right to camping. 
I love that. That was pretty good. That was fun. That was this a game good... will definitely be coming back. I was going to say, you should do that game again. Because there hilarious. are other prompts to go with. Uh, we are now at the end of our episode. Uh, I will give you a five-second PSA of anything you'd like to say, Paige. Listen to the other episodes and follow me on Instagram at page.geisler. All right, ahead of the game. All right, thank you very much for being here, for once again sacrificing time and dignity to be on this show. <sighs> God, uh, you so glad you lost a bet <laughs> that you had to come on here again. Uh, but time for closing announcements. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Geyser's Guidelines. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss new episodes when they come out every other Tuesday. Please give us a reading and review on iTunes. It is the best way for people to know what this podcast is all about. If you have any suggestions for the show, you can send them to geysersguidelines at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at savage underscore sasquatch78. All content on this show is created by me, Jordan Geisler. Thank you again to Paige Geisler for being on the show and for being a wonderful sister and for being here. Aww. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and stay good, everybody. Bye.